0: hey dcc family my name is luke brugemeyer and i have the privilege of serving as your young professional discipleship director here at downtown community church few weeks ago, my friend Monica talked about the practice of Sabbath, in part as a way of subverting the busyness of our world, and in return, inserting the way of rest and peace, i.e. the way of Jesus Christ. And today, I want to talk about how we can do the exact same subversion to the way of the world, but with an oddly quiet and lesser-observed hindrance to the way of Jesus. Today, I want to show that through the practice of silent prayer we can begin to tear down the strongholds of noise in our lives. Now, to be clear, this isn't me saying that to be a disciple of Christ, we need to relocate to some countryside cottage in the middle of nowhere where the decibel level doesn't get above 50. You know, that does sound really lovely, especially because the new apartment my wife and I moved into has walls thin as paper, and we hear everything. So that noise could definitely go out of the way a bit, but the noise here can be better translated to the distractions that seem to engulf every living moment of our lives. We exist in a society where constant stimulation of our senses is king, and we are told from Facebook to Hollywood that if we are not fully stimulated, we are not fully human. We're being sold that we are only human to the degree that we experience all that life has to offer at all times, and when I say sold, I mean that literally before I mean it figuratively. But in our humanity, we are limited in our ability to intake all of this information and process it at once. Pastor Brian Zahn recently tweeted, quote, we live in an age where the amount of daily information we receive that should enrage or grieve us far exceeds our capacity to bear it, unquote. No wonder our world is as medicated and sedated as it is because we weren't created to process all that we currently do. We're like zombies creeping through life, reaching out to the nearest distraction so that it can distract us from all the other distractions that we eventually find ourselves unintentionally distracted with. And I know it feels like an endless cycle because a lot of times it is an endless cycle and intentionally so because there are plenty of people out there profiting off of that cycle staying in place. And this is exactly where Satan wants us, distracted into spiritual oblivion, as Father Ronald Roheiser puts it, so consumed with consuming, so lost in the need to constantly be stimulated, that we have no interior space to discern the voice of God within us. This conspiracy of noise in the world, ushered in by the evil one himself, holds the reins of our mind, and with that, the reins of our soul. But, but what if there is a way to say, stop? Stop to all the swirling panic and anger and overstimulation that's being shoved down our throats and through our synapses by those that promise a way of life not rooted in Jesus. Stop to the seemingly endless hill that we've been stumbling down ever since we had access to that screen in our pocket 24-7. And I want to let you know that there is... And it's found, in part, in the practice of silent prayer, which if even the sound of those two words being put together gives you chills, we're in the same boat. And what a testament to how much that we've fallen into the world's traps that our natural reaction to silence and prayer put together is only cringeworthy. But there's a good reason we feel that way, because Satan is terrified of what we might uncover if we start scratching below the surface of the noise and enter into the frightening yet fruitful silence of our souls. The moment we begin to embrace silence in our lives as a means of manifesting a God who has already been with us is the moment we begin to tell the world, my humanity is rooted in God's presence within me, not my need to experience all things at all times. Through this silence, we ask nothing of God. We don't feel any pressure to be anything but with him. There is no doing it wrong, since the rightness of it is defined by us simply being present with our Lord. Our silence is us loudly saying to God, I don't know all the answers that you know, but your presence is greater than my certitude could ever be. Maybe the best practical guide that I've seen for doing this is from Rich Villadas' book, The Deeply Formed Life, which I know some within the church are walking through as we speak. Rich concludes that the biggest turnoffs for many in attempting to embrace silence is that we feel ashamed of the fact that, one, this type of prayer can feel boring at times, and two, that we constantly fall into distractions again and again and again. Shame naturally makes us want to run away from God, so no wonder we abandon silence when we feel ashamed of our response to it. But again, this is Satan trying to get his way, and he will do whatever he can to have us withdraw from God's presence, and shame and lies are his primary weapons in this battle. In this book, Rich reframes these two issues, boredom and distraction, in a way that opened up for me a well of grace and beauty that I have rarely experienced so deeply. In regards to boredom, he says, quote, "...think of boredom during silent prayer as an act of purification." God purifies us of the false God of good feelings. I'm going to say that one more time. God purifies us of the false God of good feelings. While feelings are gifts, they can easily become the ends in themselves. We can move from worshiping the living God to worshiping our spiritual experience. This is a fine line we must be mindful of. The ever-urgent need for people growing in relationship with God is the willingness to endure moments that are far from inspirational, end quote. Get a load of that one, guys. In my moments of utter boredom during silent prayer, I return to this simple grace that Rich presents— My boredom often feels like I'm cheating on God with another mistress because instead of giving him my entire being, I desire to give myself over in that moment to something far more stimulating. Rather, this boredom is a sign that the idols of good feelings are rising to the surface. And when this happens, guys, relax. Relax and remember that God is redeeming this moment and that you are being purified at this time by him. You will become less bored as you rewire your brain to cherish God's presence more and the mistress of distraction less and less. Secondly, all too often during silent prayer, any minor distraction we feel acts as an invitation just to give up and tell ourselves, well, if I can't even make it 15 seconds in silence, I must be a hopeless case before God. But Rich is able to speak into this exact feeling, too, by saying that our distractions need to be reframed as an opportunity to rush back into God's arms again, like the prodigal sons and daughters that we are. And through this, we can experience the story of grace anew every single time. Distractions can be redeemed if we fully believe that we have a father that ceaselessly wants to be with us, even if only 15 seconds separates us from our last little mini mental rebellion. Thomas Keating said that 10,000 distractions in a day are just 10,000 opportunities to run back to the Father, and don't let the lies of Satan convince you of anything different. God wants to be with you, always, and it's always that simple. Finally, a quick word from my own experience. In all honesty, I've only been doing this faithfully for maybe a month or two now, and by faithfully, I mean forgetting to half the time and outright refusing every once in a while as well. But I have made it a priority to enter into silent prayer as soon as possible after I feel the conviction to do so. This happens at any moment in the day, really, but all too often it's when I am beginning to become overwhelmed with all the noise of my life. My first plea for y'all would be to faithfully respond within the hour of you feeling that God has placed this on your heart. Second, start small. If you can go even a minute of intentional silence, guys, you're already light years further in your journey than before you started. And in all honesty, I can only do this for about five minutes at a time at this point. And I can already feel the enemy begin to creep into my thought life with shame about my lackluster five minutes when all the true spiritual Christians that I admire can make it hours and hours and on end in silence. And honestly, that's great for them. That's a great goal to seek out for. But I tell you, block these thoughts out. Reply with the words of Psalm 51, which states, My sacrifice, O God, is a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart that you, God, will not despise. Even our 60 seconds of distracted and bored presence with Yahweh is cherished more by him than all the gold and silver in the world. Finally, envision his presence. I would urge you to keep the words in your head during this time to a minimum, although repeating a simple verse or a little phrase is a great way to start this practice. But again, the goal is to make a silent space for the soft words that God desires to speak to you to find a home. One thing that's helped me manifest his presence is imagining Jesus, the 33-year-old Palestinian man, sitting next to me and smiling while I remain still with my eyes shut. Actually envisioning his face makes it far easier for me to hear the words that he desires to speak to me. Sometimes it feels a bit silly, but through it, I am reminded that he became an actual human being on earth for the purpose of making us all free, free from the noise and distraction of the world, that he truly is Emmanuel, God with us. As you may see, there are about two minutes left in this episode, and I will promise I will be done talking in just one second. But let these upcoming moments of structured silence be your first step in reclaiming your interior life for God's gentle and loving presence. I end with this final word from Rich where he says, quote, silent prayer is often something I want to avoid because it forces me to exercise the demons of excitement, stimulation, and distraction. But it is in these moments that God is truly shaping and forming us, end quote. Please pause this episode and when you find the next available minute in your day, resume it and let yourself simply be present with our creator. I'll close us out when the time is done. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of DCC Daily. Remember that you can keep up with our church via our Instagram and Facebook and YouTube to access previous sermons. As always, tune in with us for both in-person and online services every single Sunday. I pray that you begin the process of embracing a holy silence and with it, the presence of God.